Hey everybody, great to connect with you today. I uh, just want to take a couple of minutes and kind of underline a few things before I dive into my message today. If you're new to our church or new around here, we'd love to connect with you and uh, have you become a part of our spiritual family. Starting point today, 6 o'clock, it's a Zoom call. Uh, it's virtual, so you wouldn't even have to leave the house, but we'd love for you to connect with that. Uh, if you're interested at all in our church and uh, what we're about and possibly seeing if you could find a place to be a part of this house. And then I definitely want to uh, encourage everybody that's in our church family. Next week, we're going to receive our Endeavor Christmas offering, an offering we receive every year in December that helps us finish the year strong as a church. It also equips us to reach out, to partner with ministries that are local in our area, but also internationally. We partner with several missions partners and uh, with Endeavor Giving, we've been able to build buildings and do all kinds of amazing things to reach so many people. And I just want to say thank you to everyone who participates. Would you, if you're part of our spiritual family, would you pray? Would you consider being a big part of the Endeavor Christmas offering? It's above and beyond our tithe. It's an offering, and we'd love for you guys to be a part of it. Today, uh, I want to start a series of messages for a few weeks. I want to talk about accessing heaven's atmosphere. Accessing heaven's atmosphere. Atmosphere is a powerful thing. Um, when you go to a sporting event, you will see a lot of intentionality put into the music and videos and all the things that go on the event to try to raise excitement uh, for the home team. And, uh, and atmosphere is such a big part of going to a sporting event. Uh, a romantic atmosphere is important. Uh, if, you, if you're into some kind of romantic endeavor, setting the atmosphere is a super important thing. Um, for church, you know, an atmosphere of faith and expectancy helps us really have uh, great services, and, and you can see God move in that kind of atmosphere. Uh, when you walk into an affirming atmosphere, there's something powerful about atmosphere. Uh, lighting can be used to create atmosphere. Uh, the smells, music, keeping things clean and orderly can help create great atmosphere. And, um, and I want to talk about um, creating atmosphere. I want to talk about getting on purpose about atmosphere in our life and accessing heaven's atmosphere in our world. Uh, everybody carries an atmosphere with them. They car you carry a vibe, you carry a, uh, an ethos around you, a feeling uh, around you. Uh, some people, uh, they light up a room, either when they come into the room, <laughs> some people when they leave the room, they, uh, they light up a room. Everybody carries atmosphere around with them. And, and what I want to talk about for a few weeks is this idea that heaven has an atmosphere. Heaven's not just something that we're going to go to one day. Heaven exists today, and heaven has an atmosphere. Heaven is full of peace. Heaven is full of joy. Heaven is full of love. Uh, heaven is full of strength. Heaven is full of provision. And 
to tap into, to access that atmosphere for our life. Heaven is a positive place. There's no crying in heaven, the Bible tells us. Uh, there's no sorrow. There's no sickness. Um, there's no pain. And really, what makes heaven work is the uninterrupted presence of God. That's what makes heaven, heaven. And the more you and I can uh, put into practice the presence of God in our lives, uh, the more we're going to see heaven's atmosphere at work in our world. Jesus taught us to pray this way. And um, Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 says, Pray then in this way, Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus is teaching us to pray that what's up there in heaven comes down here. Prayer is really about coming into alignment with heaven. Prayer is about accessing heaven's atmosphere into your world. Great prayer doesn't just start with praying about a problem. Great prayer starts with God. Great prayer starts with the presence of God. Great prayer starts with the recognition of the power of God, goodness of God, uh, the will of God, the willingness of God to work in our lives. So when we're praying, we're not trying to convince God to do what we want him to do. We're actually coming into prayer to align ourselves with heaven, with God, with what he wants to do. We want to we kind of get a sense of, God, what are you saying? God, what are you doing? God, where are you moving to? God, where are you moving from? And we want to be uh, in alignment with that. The, the verses that I want to kind of build this, um, this couple of uh, talks out of is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 and 17, 18 as well. It says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I think all of us at some point in our life have asked the question, well, God, what is your will for my life? Or maybe to put it another way is, God, what, what do you want me to do? Well, I think when we look at these verses, because it says this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus, God's will for my life, God's will for your life, God's will for anyone's life is to pray, to rejoice, and to give thanks. Um, when uh, One of the life hacks that I, I've learned is this. When you don't know what to do, do what you know to do. Just do the thing that you're sure of next. And I can assure you that whatever situation you find yourself in right now, I can assure you you're going to tap in to God's best. You're going to access heaven's atmosphere. You're going to access heaven's resources if you'll move towards what these verses are telling us to do, to pray, to rejoice, to give thanks, to make a choice 
to live a life of rejoicing. And it does take a choice to do that, to have an attitude of gratitude in our life, to pray without ceasing throughout the day. Um, and what I like is the idea that we're being told to do these things like continually. We're to rejoice always. No matter what's going on, we've got to find a way, find a path to rejoice in the middle of what's happening. Um, where we are to pray without ceasing. You know? And, and the, the original language is kind of like the idea of having a, a recurring cough, that it's just a, a part of what you're doing all day long. And it says to give thanks in everything, not for everything, but in everything. Give thanks. Find something to be thankful for in the midst of everything. And if we make these things a part of our living and breathing life, uh, we are going to find ourselves accessing heaven's atmosphere, heaven's resource, giving thanks. An attitude of gratitude is the will of God for every person's life. Uh, we are in our healthiest, strongest, best place when we are living with gratitude. We are strongest. We, we, we are um, our strongest state of mind, our strongest state of spirit, our strongest emotional state is happening when we are focused on the positives in our life, when we are being grateful. And really the truth is a lack of gratitude can become like a disease inside of our life. Um, it, it affects our mindset. It affects our outlook. It affects our faith. It affects uh, our self-esteem. Everything about us starts to deteriorate when we don't stay focused on our positives, when we don't stay with an attitude of gratitude. An attitude is the, of gratitude is the best vantage point to live life from. Without gratitude, we're just, we're just starting from the wrong place in, entirely. And I think one of the questions that we should all ask ourselves as we're journeying through life, as we're making decisions, as we're making assessments in life, is this, am I, am I finding things to be grateful for? Am I focused on the positives that are in my life? Am I finding the upside to my life? Because the, 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 the negative or the downside that could start to happen is, one, uh, we could fall into self-pity. You know, when we start feeling sorry for ourselves about what's going on. And I realize that there are some things that are happening in people's lives where they could, you know, legitimately feel like they should be in, in self-pity. But I will tell you this, as soon as you start feeling sorry for yourself, as soon as you start getting focused on the things that aren't working for you, uh, the more you will discover things that aren't working for you. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a proposition that works for all of us. Focus on the positives and the positives grow. Focus on things you could feel sorry about for yourself and those things will start to grow in your life. Some people live their life from a cynical point of view, from a, from a negative bent. And the, and the truth is, 
if you want to find things that are wrong, if you get focused on it, you could find things wrong with your country, with your state, with your church, with your friends, with your job. But if you want to find the upside, you can find that upside. You can do that as well. Doubt is the opposite. Uh, doubt can creep in into our lives when we're not staying focused on our positives. Doubt lives strong in an attitude of unthankfulness when we are not finding our positives in life. It's a God, the Bible tells us, forget not his many benefits. And that's what doubt does. Doubt forgets all the great things that God has already done. Maybe, maybe we could just find ourselves sinking into a place of unappreciative, you know, where we're never quite satisfied. And I've discovered for myself, if I'm not satisfied, if I'm not grateful for what I already have, it's unlikely that I'll be grateful for the new thing that I have. I always find something wrong. So uh, I know some people are probably thinking, I'd love to be grateful. I'd love to be thankful, but you have no idea what's going on in my life. My encouragement to all of us is to get a hold of this idea that your best, healthiest, strongest place that's going to pull you out of a low place or a down place is to be full of gratitude. You're going to find access to heaven's atmosphere and heaven's resources when you start focusing on the positives of your life. Thanksgiving, it's simply locating the positives in your world. And the more grateful you get, the more grateful you'll become. You know, there's this concept that we all have, this reticular activating system. In other words, when you, when you start to focus on something, if, you, if you're going to buy a car and all of a sudden you start seeing cars like the ones you're looking for everywhere. When, when, you, when you start to focus in, when you get something in your head, in your thinking. So if you, if you start looking for positives, you'll find tons of them. If you start looking for negatives, you'll find tons of them as well. So I want to I talk about a couple of different ways that uh, that thankfulness, that an attitude of gratitude can help us access all of heaven's resource, all of heaven's atmosphere. The first idea is, is, is this one. Number one, thanksgiving is an expression of the word of God in you. Thanksgiving is an expression of the word of God in you, within you. Colossians 3 verse 15, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you, with all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another, with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. So this passage is three times talking to us about giving thanks, but the focus of this passage is about this idea. Let the word of Christ dwell richly in you. In other words, 
a lot of what we have to be thankful for is what we are locating in the Word of God. When we are locating the promises that are in the Word, the perspectives that are in the Word, the, the things that God would say to us that would lift our spirit, because the reality is often circumstances can be difficult around us. We can find things that want to drag us down, but uh, my reminder to all of us today is that circumstances are always changing, but the Word of God lasts forever. Jesus told us this, heaven and earth are going to pass away, but my words will not pass away. Heaven and earth are going to pass away. Seasons are going to come and go, but the Word of God stands forever. It stands through every winter, every summer, every spring, every fall, every recession, every COVID season, every difficulty that we've walked through. The, the Word of God stands strong and remains. A lot of things will come. The season we're all in, eventually it's going to come to pass. But all seasons come to pass. But I want to build my emotional health. I want to build my spiritual health. I want to build it on the Word of God. There's a lot to be thankful for if we will let the Word of God dwell richly within us. No matter what the circumstances are in my life, in the Word, I've always got the promise of His presence with me. I've always got the assurance that he's going to cause all things to work together for my good. And when circumstances are difficult around me, I still know I can count on his peace to carry me through. In other words, that when you let the word of God dwell richly in you, you're going you're gonna to find it flowing thanksgiving come out of your life. We get to decide our circumstances going to dwell richly in me? Or is the Word of God going to dwell richly in me? I have a choice. You have a choice. Am I going to view the Word of God through my circumstances, or am I going to view my circumstances through the Word of God? Whenever you, your heart is full, when the Word of God is richly dwelling within you, you're going to find a spirit of gratitude rising up inside of you because there's so many things in the Word to be grateful for. The second idea that I want to talk about today is this, is that thanksgiving is an expression of being filled with the Holy Spirit. So when the Word is dwelling richly in you, thanksgiving flows out of your life. But the truth is also when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, Thanksgiving flows out of our life. Ephesians 5, verse 18 through 20. Don't get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to God, even the Father. I always 
uh, notice the parallels between uh, the book of Ephesians and the book of Colossians and how they work together. And you see the same kind of thing happening when the Holy Spirit is working in you, when the Word of God is working in you, uh, the Holy Spirit empowers you. The Holy Spirit brings the Word of God to life and inside of us. Uh, the Holy Spirit takes the words off the page and makes them alive and makes them real inside of us. That's, that's the job of the Holy Spirit. And what I see in this passage is, this, is that when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, it's, an evidence of that is going to be thanksgiving, gratitude, focusing on our positives becomes a part of our life. Being filled with the Spirit is an ingredient to being strong, to being healthy, to accessing heaven's resources and heaven's atmosphere. Uh, there's an interesting passage in 1 Corinthians 14, and it, and it talks about when you pray in a tongue, when you pray in the Spirit, the, that really is an expression of thanks. And I want us to look at that. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 14 says, if I pray in a tongue, if I pray in my prayer language, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. What's the outcome then? I will pray with my spirit, and I'll pray with the mind also. I shall sing with the spirit, and I shall sing with the mind also. And then verse 16 gives us this insight. It says, otherwise, if you bless in the spirit only, in other words, pray just in your prayer language, how will the one who fills the place of the ungifted say the amen at your giving of thanks? In other words, when you're praying in the Spirit, you're literally giving thanks since he doesn't know what you're saying. Verse 17, for you are giving thanks well enough, but the other man is not edified. So when you and I are praying with our prayer language that the Holy Spirit gives us, the Bible says what we're actually doing, even though we don't understand the words, we are giving thanks. Um, I love this verse. Jude, we only has one chapter, but uh, the 20th verse of it says, but you, beloved, build yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. So my encouragement to you today is to use your prayer language and that way it's going to help you start to move in to accessing all that God has for you. Spirit-filled living is worshipful living. Um, Ephesians 5 verse 19 says we should speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing, making melody with your heart to the Lord. I, I love this idea. Psalms are in, are in us. Hymns, spiritual songs, singing, making melody. There's something powerful about the atmosphere of worship when a person has that kind of stuff living inside of them. When we worship, we're drawing our attention to God, to God's greatness in our life. There, there's a lot of things that in this day are fighting for our attention. Maybe there's work stuff. Uh, maybe there's relational stuff. Uh, maybe there's um, sickness 
Maybe there's financial issues or all things that are, that are drawing on our attention and trying to pull us in. But when we choose to stop and start to worship God, there's a connection with the Holy Spirit that causes us to rise up. When we stop to center down on God's goodness, on God's grace, on God's ability, on God's willingness to work inside of our life. Worship aligns us with God. This is what Ephesians is telling us when we're filled with the Spirit. The Holy Spirit loves an atmosphere of worship. It's how you access heaven's atmosphere. It's how you bring heaven's atmosphere into your home, into your life, into your car, into your own personal world. And I love this little phrase that says, singing and making melody with your heart. In other words, there's something going on inside of all of our hearts. There's a, there's a, a, a narrative that we are, there's a, a self-talk that is going on inside of all of us. And the, the, the people who study this kind of thing, they tell us this, is that when you're speaking just words uh, verbally, you speak about 150 words a minute. Self-talk operates at almost 1,300 words a minute, almost 10 times the amount of self-talk is going on rather than just the words that we are speaking. And usually for most people, 70% of the self-talk that's going on inside of them is negative going on inside of them. So here's what I want you to think about. When the Bible says that we, that we should make melody in our heart, that we should have worship in our heart, self-talk is not just talk about yourself. Self-talk is the whole inner dialogue that is going on inside of you. And what I'm saying is when we bring together worship, when we bring together psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, when we start to step into that, it engages with the Holy Spirit and it causes us to move into this place of positivity, this place where heaven's atmosphere can come into our world, where heaven's resources can be released in our life. And it, it may not change anything around you in the immediate, but it could change something inside of you and it connects you with the Holy Spirit. It's, a, it's just a, a fantastic thing when you unload the problems of your life into this place of worship with God. And it's a great day when you finally realize, I don't have to be God. I don't have to shoulder the whole burden of life alone. God is God. And if I get focused on Him, if I get focused on what makes heaven heaven, beautiful things can start to happen uh, in my life. And then I just want to, one other idea as we begin to kind of close this down is that I want to talk about spirit-filled living is grateful living. Verse 20 of Ephesians 5 says, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father. Always giving thanks for all things. Always giving thanks for all things. Wow, that's a, that seems like a big call, isn't it? Spirit-filled living is positive living. Worship 
faith-filled living is positive living. Grateful living is positive living. Uh, I'm saying that a grateful heart is a heart that stays focused on the upside of life. It's a heart that stays focused on the positives that are going on in our life. Everybody has negatives going on in their world. And we get to choose, am I going to focus on my negatives or am I going to focus on my positives? You could focus on your doubts or you could focus on your faith. You could focus on your fears or you could focus on your strengths. You could focus on your enemies or you could focus on your cheerleaders. You could focus on your negatives or you could focus on your positives. And when we are, the, the, this passage in Ephesians 5 is describing to us living in a positive zone is that's being filled with the Spirit puts us there. And, you know, I think sometimes when, when we talk about this sort of thing, people think, oh, that's just kind of a Pollyanna, um, you know, head in the sand kind of way to live. But I, I just want to encourage you to understand that it's an intelligent decision to stop and say, I'm going to live with an attitude of gratitude. I am going to stay focused on the positives in life. I'm going to focus on what God is doing in my life, not just get focused on things that I wish he would be doing. The best way to stay in sync with God is to focus on what he is doing, not just what you want him to be doing. Grateful is a great way to live. It's the best way to live. It's God's way for us to live. It's, it's the will of God for every one of us. A grateful atmosphere is attractive to the Holy Spirit. A grateful atmosphere is attractive to heaven. A grateful atmosphere is going to release heaven's atmosphere into our world. See, when we live full of the Word of God, the Word of God richly dwelling in us, when we are filled with the Spirit, that, that's, that's right in connection with living positive, with living grateful before the Lord. It's going to keep you strong. It's going to keep you healthy. It's going to keep you moving forward. It's going to lift your life in a powerful way. Hey, I want to take a moment and pray with you guys. You know, maybe you've listened to this and the truth is, you might say, Pastor, I, all this stuff about positive and all that, my life is, is not positive right now. I, I want to pray with you. There is a God who loves you. There is a God who cares about your world. And I'm asking you to open your heart to allow him to come into your life. So maybe you've never opened up your heart to Christ before, but I would love to pray a prayer with you today. Maybe you're listening to this and you know that you're, you're used to be close to the Lord, but you're not where you used to be. You're not where you want to be. Today would be a great day for you to come back into the love of the Father, or maybe you just feel unsure about where you stand today. But I just want to pray with you today. So I'm asking you, unless you're driving your car, would you just close your eyes for a moment and let me pray for you. Father, thank you for every person that has had the opportunity to hear 
these truths from your word. I'm praying for all of those, God, who, who need to surrender to Jesus for the first time, who are ready to come back, who want to know for sure I, that they are right with you. I am praying that your presence and your power and your grace and your love enters into their world in this moment. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, guys. God bless you.